Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mid-Major Madness Podcast. My name is Russ Steinberg, and I am joined by my co-editors, Chris Schutte and Cam Newton. It is Selection Sunday, and just a couple hours ago, the field of 68 was revealed. We have our brackets in front of us, and we are going to spend this entire podcast breaking down each of our picks, fighting about them, and hopefully by the end, we each have our projected Final Fours and national champions. Before we dive into this, I guess I'll throw it to you guys really quickly. Any first impressions from this bracket, things that you liked, things that you didn't like? I think overall, the committee did a pretty good job here. Woo! I tell you what, I'm fired up. Everybody knows how fired up I am. (laughs) Belmont got an at-large bid. It is probably one of the greatest moments of this college basketball season for me. I I cared more about that, honestly, than I did anything about Kentucky's placement. Um, It's just such tremendous validation, I think, for a lot of uh, the the mid-major narrative that we've been trying to, you know, go along with all season and that you should respect these teams that especially the ones in the mid-major realm that actually did the work to try and schedule really tough to try and impress the committee in that way and then actually go out and, and win these games and, and do a really good job. And it is just so good to see a, a really deserving mid-major like that not be excluded. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, Belmont went out, they played two against Lipscomb. They played Western Kentucky. They played UCLA. All teams, by the way, that were supposed to be in the hunt in the hunt for the NCAA tournament, if not in the NCAA tournament. Of course, they couldn't have known what would happen to UCLA. Uh, we've we've talked about Belmont's resume. We've talked about um, you know Lipscomb, Furman, whatever. All all, all of their Resumes a million times. We won't rehash the whole thing, I guess. Uh, Chris, did you have any thoughts? No, I think um, mid-majors got a pretty fair shake of things, you know, throughout the, I agree. the field. Um, Gonzaga stayed on the one line. Um, VCU got an eight seed. Um, Utah eight, an eight seed. Uh, Utah eight. Utah State. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very tired. Uh we all are. Buffalo got a good draw at 60, uh, Nevada at seven. So I, I think there's a lot to like if you're a fan of mid-majors. Yeah, this is one of the least like upset I've been with one of the brackets in a, in a long time. Um, yeah, I, I was actually very surprised by how much I didn't hate this bracket. Um, I personally would have put any of those first four teams out in over St. John's. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if my argument is with team number, you know, the the last at large pick, I mean, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, you maybe could have put Buffalo up another seed line, but that's just yeah. splitting hairs. Yeah, actually, Nate Oates was just on CBS Sports and said that his players feel a little slighted by that six. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, whatever you go, go prove it. Yeah, and the fact that we don't have you know, mid majors facing each other in the first round. Thank God. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was so terrified with like one of the projections I saw that had what, like Wofford and Nevada or something. I forget what all the, like, especially with a lot of them, like, but projected to be around like six to 10 Mm -hmm. in in the seeds. Again, Wofford, Nevada, VCU, Utah state, uh, 
you just sort of saw it coming and it didn't happen, thankfully. Yeah. All right. Want to dive in here? Let's do this. All right. Let's start in the East region. Number one overall seed Duke will be facing the winner of North Dakota State and North Carolina Central. I don't think it's really worth going too in depth here. Of course, we all have North Carolina Central winning. (laughs) I have the bison, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Did you see that Lavelle M- Moten? He said that like Duke was the one team he didn't want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was like, they will kill us. He was like, Zion will murder us. It'd be like me playing my six year old. Yep, and that is exactly what's going to happen. Lavelle Moten is smart and correct. Yeah, I, f- I mean, they still need to win. They haven't won in Dayton yet. They've been there. Yep. all a lot. So we'll see. But yep, I think that the more interesting game is at the eight, nine mm-hmm. level VCU playing UCF uh, VCU bounced early from the Atlantic 10 tournament, lost Marcus Evans to an injury. Sounds like he's going to be okay, but that does have to give you some pause here uh, when trying to predict this game. Uh, and the eight, nine games are always like the hardest to pick just because it's essentially yeah. a coin flip. I have VCU in mind just because, they're the team we cover. This game's going to feature approximately like 84 points total. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also took VCU. Um, this was the last uh, game in the bracket that I picked. because uh, Just because how tough it was. Some of these 8-9s I thought were a little bit easier to pick than that one. But um, both really good defensive teams. I just gave the edge to VCU, but... Depending on like the status of Evans, I could be swayed to go the other way. Yeah, I, I'm going to take VCU. I know UCF has size, but I don't think they are physical enough to contend with Marcus Santos Silva. I think he is going to have himself a game. We'll think that he's great, which he is. And then we'll talk about, oh, he's going to give Zion a tough end. No, Zion's just going to dominate yeah i mean in the second round but we'll get there yeah and, and vcu got i mean ucf absolutely got like trashed on the boards against memphis the other day a, a much smaller memphis yeah. team than they are so i mean that's definitely a pretty good rationale all right mississippi state versus liberty we're taking mississippi state virginia tech versus <laughs> st louis <laughs> <laughs> unless anyone wants to take liberty no, i was actually kind of surprised they right. ended up on the 12 line I, w- I was too, uh, and because they ended up on the 12 line, I thought maybe that gave Lipscomb some hope, um, even though I think we all thought they were on the outside looking in. Um, but I thought they should have been a 16. If- <laughs> but if Liberty was going to be a 12, um, then you had to figure in, you know, like a tournament with no auto bids, Lipscomb would be around a 12 as well, and that's right near the – cut line for at large bid so it did it gave me a little pause Mm -hmm. um all right virginia tech st louis st louis um just won the atlantic 10 tournament i was there they looked great um they really only play seven guys um i don't think they're going to beat virginia tech but it was a great run that they had uh to the a10 title and good for them yeah i've got virginia tech beating them as well justin uh Justin Robinson is coming back for them. Uh, he just got cleared to play again. So I think everything's kind of coming together for them. They're going to be a pretty tough out, especially for St. Louis. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've got Virginia Tech too, and Buzz Williams' swan song before he dips for Texas A&M. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Now, um, before we go to the next game, for simplicity's sake, should we just say Belmont beats Temple because yes. none of us want to upset yeah, camp? Please. Yeah. Belmont's you don't want to draw Temple. my anti-Belmont wrath right now. No. Um, how do we feel, however, about Belmont's chances against Maryland? I like them. <laughs> well, of course you do. I mean, Maryland's... They're a tough team just because of the size they have um, in the front court with Bruno Fernando and Jalen Smith. That's, you know, for a, a team that can trot out two, two guys like that, that can really punish you on the glass. Um, and for, for Belmont, a team that might not have quite as much size and um, kind of relies on on playing up-tempo. And I, I could see how it would give them issues, but um, – I'm picking Belmont just because I'm generally anti Big Ten and pro major. So <laughs> it's one of my, uh, I guess, like my, I don't know, tips or cr- like my bracket commandments, like when in doubt, go against the Big Ten. Fair. It's never failed. Do, me. do we know, do we know uh, uh, Nick Mazinski's status? See, I saw that he's supposed to be he ready. Practiced. Okay. Like, like really? I saw, yeah, yeah. What I had seen was that he's supposed to be good to go, um, which is why I'd pick them. Like, I mean, he's the difference maker uh, for me. He does give them, like, that size advantage, I think, and actually gives them some sort of size. You know, Adelsberger did a good job um, in his place. Obviously, he's not nearly as good. But they do have the guys down low, and that was like the one thing that they did pretty well among against other uh, OVC teams this season was was their post play. You know, they get a lot of praise for being this excellent perimeter shooting team that does shoot a high volume of perimeter shots. But uh, that was where they really managed to like torch Murray State the first time they played, and uh, some of these Austin P teams as well. Now moving on to the next one, LSU and Yale. Bit of an interesting matchup here. I think a lot of people want to take Yale just because of the drama surrounding LSU right now. They don't have their coach wall wide. Yale is the, for an Ivy League team, it is loaded with talent. Uh, we just ran a feature today on Mie Oni. Could be an NBA player. He had an excellent Ivy League playoff. Um, what do you think? Do we Do we like Yale? Oh, I so badly want to pick them. I want to, too, and I just don't think I can. Yeah. See, my thing is, LSU is such a good team, and before this, well, Will Wade, sorry, I can't even say his name right because of all the times you guys scrutinize <laughs> it, because of all this yeah. Will Wade stuff that has gone on, I, I give, I take a little pause, but part of me thinks, like, is that really that big of a thing to derail what I just a few weeks ago thought was a Final Four team? And... So I, I don't know. I really want to pick Yale, but I'm just going to take LSU. Well, here, here's the thing. If you take LSU, then you get to pick Belmont to beat them in the second round. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have LSU too, but this kind of has all the makings of just setting up for a huge upset, which I think is why so many people are, you know, prepared yeah, to pick I, Yale. I have LSU, but I don't feel great about it, and I might change my mind. I think if anything, 
you know, the obvious kind of the or the upset picks that seem obvious are always the ones that never right. happen. So that's what kind of makes me feel a little we'll right. good about. We'll get to one of you. those uh, once we get to the West region. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, but first, uh, sorry, Louisville and Minnesota in the seven ten game, the Patino Bowl. I Minnesota's bad, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, but my thing is like Louisville has looked so bad ever since what ever since that collapse, too. right? They had a yeah. rough go yeah. in February. Yeah, I picked Louisville for what it's worth. Yeah, me too. Just because Minnesota is to- so terrible. So since that loss to Duke, where they blew, what, what was their lead? 20. 23 so, yeah. points. Twenty, where they blew that twenty-three point lead, they beat Clemson by a point. That was in their next game. Then lost to Syracuse, Virginia, and Boston College all in a row. Beat Notre Dame. Lost to Virginia, but played them tough. Beat Notre Dame in the first round of the ACC tournament and then lost to North Carolina. So, yeah, they have had a rough go of it. Mm. Amazing how you could do that if you're in the ACC and still make the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I took Louisville as well. Uh, Michigan State. Over Bradley, I assume we're all taking that. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm mad at Bradley year for the Valley getting a yeah. 15 seed. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I mean, I wonder if Loyola Chicago had won, what seed they would have gotten. They might have also gotten a 15. Yeah, they would have deserved it. It would have been probably. an interesting case study on like name recognition yeah. versus actual like meat and potatoes of your resume. I mean, it it is possible that they would have gotten like a 14, but I don't know if they would have been higher than that. Um, all right, let's go to the West. Well, by the way, let's just pick first round games or else we're going to be yeah. here all night. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we could do we could and do the other ones later or something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that at the end. All right. Out West, Gonzaga will get the winner of Fairleigh Dickinson and Prairie View A&M. Uh, congratulations to both of those schools on making the NCAA tournament. Congratulations to one of those schools on winning a game in Dayton. Congratulations to one of those schools on avoiding having to lose to Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah. Who's the real winner of, of that game? Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially a, a Gonzaga team after that loss to St. Mary's and after having like a week and a half to stew yeah. on it. Like I, there, I feel like they're gonna come out and win by a hundred. They, they Wait, well might. Can, can you clarify this for me? And if this is wrong, you can take this out of the podcast. But I had someone tell me this, and I'm not sure if it's true now. But I, somebody told me that they can't put two HBCUs in Dayton. Oh, they did. Yeah, that's what I just saw. I, most years, it's at least one of them. Very often, it's both. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought somebody had told me that, but. One, yeah, I, I don't think it both. matters. I think it's just oh. the last four. It just so happens teams. to be that they're always bad, but okay. okay. They're usually, although I, every once in a while, one of them will huh. uh, not be stuck there. All right. Yeah. Um, Syracuse and Baylor in the 8-9 game. This, as far as picking this game goes, this won't be one where I go by a matchup or anything. I will pick it to protect myself because you know like it's strategically in bracket you know bracket games and whatnot mm-hmm. um 
I, I will pick Syracuse because I have just an awful, awful feeling that Syracuse will beat Gonzaga in the second round. Uh, and I won't pick that because that would just be ridiculous. But I do want to at least pick Syracuse to win a game so that if that happens, I'm not killed too much. Yeah, and Syracuse just has the weird like March Juju bullshit thing with the they two do. three zone that Yeah, I, I'm I don't know how much I buy that. I mean maybe Chris as an Indiana fan, you have a different perspective. <laughs> but I've like, often been a fan a... of the two three zone. I've I've always said this. <laughs> Listen, it, I, but I mean my perspective's also different as a UConn fan because I grew up watching UConn play them two or three times a year and never having a serious issue with the two three zone. No, I just hate that but it works whatever. for them. It's a zone. It's it's a zone. It happens. It's a thing that exists in basketball. Yeah, I picked Syracuse. Same. All right, moving on to Hartford, one of the best individual matchups in the first round, probably the best, Marcus Howard and Marquette against John Morant and Murray State. Would you guys yell at me if I picked Marquette? I did. I picked Marquette. I'm. I think I'll pick Marquette as well. I, I they're, think they're so fun to watch when they've got it going. They are. It's crazy. Like a months ago, Marquette, I was wanting to pick as a Final Four team. Same. And, and these, yeah, there these, there was a point this season. Oh yeah, yeah. And these recent performances by them just really made me not want to pick that. But um, I I think that there's a limit on how much of a game John Morant can affect. Yeah. And Marquette, I haven't, admittedly haven't watched a huge amount of them in terms of um, a lot of their like front court play and everything like that. But that was that has been Murray's Achilles' heel all season is how weak their post play is. Um, it's basically Darnell Cowart trying to do it all by himself, and I just think that they'll get swamped in that regard. This will be a very trendy pick um, to yeah. take Murray State, but it's a pretty flawed one. Chris, is that is this the one you were talking about a minute ago? Yeah, everybody's yeah. gonna be riding Murray State. Yeah, I'm I'm going Marquette as well. Uh, maybe some bias on my part because I just watched them play in the Big East tournament, and even though they lost in the semifinals, they looked damn good in the quarterfinals. And yeah. how and Howard went off. Yeah, he's that's gonna be one of the best individual matchups of yeah. the tournament. Is watching Howard and Jago at it. Uh, Florida State, Vermont. I, I've heard a lot of the early talk being that uh, Florida State's like a trendy Final Four pick, but they've got a tough first round game here against Vermont. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vermont. Vermont's got shooters. <laughs> That's yeah. are we are we willing to pull the trigger on it? No. This will be one that I think about. I will too. I'll give it a look. Uh, I th- I think Florida State's really good. Yeah, they are good. They've also I'm not got, sure if I'd go Final Four, but they're just, they're just massive. I was going to say, they've got size, and I don't know if Vermont can really match that. It's too bad. Like This is a very chalky bracket that we're picking right now. That's why I, I want to say my Elite Eight, because my yeah. Elite Eight is not chalk, but my Final Four is. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get there. Buffalo against either Arizona State or St. John's. This hinges on who wins in Dayton for me. Really? Yeah. Why? If St. John's wins, I'm picking Buffalo. Arizona State wins, I'm going to take Arizona State. What's the difference? 
Um, I think that Arizona State is actually a more uh, complete team than St. John's is. And having watched some of Arizona State's games this year, they have managed to impress and get some pretty big upsets. Um, you can We can, you know, him and haw about whether or not they deserved an at-large bid, um, if, even if they didn't. But I've just not been impressed with Buffalo. I don't know. It's it's just, I guess, a contrarian in me. I, I, I've... I've Buffalo's not been kind of turned it on. Nevada. Yeah, Buffalo's in like, like world beater mode over like the last month or so. I don't know. Just something tells something tells me about this. And plus, my other thing is, there's always a team from the first four that wins like a game or two. Belmont. Yeah, Belmont. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm picking Belmont and Arizona State. I'm protecting myself. All right, I'm picking Buffalo. Yeah, me too. Go Bulls. All right. Texas Tech, Northern Kentucky. I'm picking Texas Tech, but Chris, if you want to convince me that Northern Kentucky is going to do it, go for it. No, I'm, I'm going to pick Texas Tech, too. I think it it could be a game, though. Like, yeah. North, Northern Kentucky's got talent. They've been there yeah, before. Texas Tech. All right. I have Nevada over Florida. Yeah, I think they kind of lucked out. I think draw. they kind of did, too. Like, I don't think Florida's very good. Ooh, also, Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh, you took Florida? Yeah. You well, you've been against Nevada all year, so. Yeah, I think that they're finally going to get their comeuppance. <laughs> I, I think Florida's tough, man. Down with the with the one percent Nevada. <laughs> got some <laughs> SEC bias too good here. For too long, let me tell you. No, I, I think Florida's tough. Their defense is good. Um, they were just uh, literally a missed call away from playing Tennessee in the SEC title game. Uh, they really took it too and had some tough games against Kentucky this year when I watched them. And I, like you said, I've just not been very impressed by Nevada all year. Um, and, and when they face this uh, this actual like uh, Florida defense, it'll be interesting to see. But Jordan Caroline is he going to be back? Uh, I believe so. Uh, Musk said after the San Diego State game that he was held out uh, just for precautionary reasons. Bold. Now, I'm going to assume that we all have Michigan over Montana, and yeah. if that's the case, at least my West region is complete chalk. Same. So before before I actually submit my picks, I'll probably throw an upset in there. Maybe, maybe I will take Vermont. I don't know. Um, but for now... I'm I'm going chalk in the West. All right. We will get to the other half of the bracket in just a second. But first, I don't like that. I don't like going into a break like that. Here's a break. We'll be back in a minute. We're back here on the Mid-Major Madness podcast. I'm Russ Steinberg, joined by Chris Schutte and Cam Newton. Let's go over to the South region. Virginia and Gardner Webb in the one sixteen game. Listen, we we all like to have fun with Virginia and sixteen seed jokes. Um, I'm not quite bold enough to take Virginia to win this game. It's got to be Gardner Webb. Yeah. <laughs> Can Virginia break its losing streak to sixteen seats? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, it can. Yeah, and, and they, Gardner Webb they can will. lose by five hundred. Yeah, very convincing. I actually yeah. think Virginia got a really good draw. Like, oh yeah, this entire region is just 
plague ball. Like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, no one's going to challenge them except for when they finally play Tennessee. If they play Tennessee, ooh. Yeah. So I I agree with you on the whole. Um, I will say that Gardner Webb I think is a very good 16 seed. Yeah. Um, just just having watched them in the Big South tournament, uh, they really impressed me, especially winning those two uh, road games in the semifinals and finals. Um, obviously, Virginia is going to win the game, but you know, it, it don't don't be surprised if Gardner Webb hangs around for a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's that's all we can really hope for. Like, there's no way in hell that Virginia lets this happen again. And I will, no, I will gladly eat my words if it does. That would, oh yeah, if it, yeah, that'd absolutely. probably be the best thing to ever happen to our site. Yes, yes, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ole Miss and Oklahoma, two teams I know very little about. Cam, you I assume you know about Ole Miss. Yeah, so my big thing with Ole Miss is that like they have so much potential to look good. I mean, they had that stretch early in the SEC play where they were incredibly impressive. Um, but my God, like they looked really terrible down the stretch. They lost um, to Alabama there in the very first round of the SEC tournament, an Alabama team that was kind of fighting for its life, granted. Um, but I just took Oklahoma just because I, I – I, honestly, I don't even have a reason. I took Oklahoma because I think Ole Miss is not that Von good. Kruger. Yeah. <laughs> like I just don't think Ole good Miss is that me. good. I picked uh, Ole Miss because they have good guards, and that's kind of like my de facto reasoning for like the March games. Fair enough. If you have good guards, I'm generally going to pick you. Eight, nine games are a coin flip. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, Oklahoma's in there as a placeholder for me right now. Um, I know I said I went all chalk in the West. This is where my bracket gets a little crazy because I think – in this next pot here, I'm taking the 12 seed and the 13 seed. Same here. I'm taking Oregon over Wisconsin and UC Irvine over Kansas State. Yeah, I've got the same thing. I I picked Wisconsin. Ooh, I, I don't feel yeah I don't that feel Big good Ten about that it. Big Ten bias that you have. Okay, the but a 12 seed Oregon out of the Pac-12, like or. Come Oregon's on. playing really well. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm mad that the Pac-12 got three bids. <laughs> I am too, especially because Oregon pushed UNC Greensboro out of the exactly. Field. It's it's my personal vendetta not to pick them. Um, but yeah, I'm with you guys. I picked UC Irvine um, against Kansas State in a game that's also going to feature a, a, a total probably in yeah. double digits. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a good game, but it it'll be fun in the last minute if it's close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, also edge goes to UC Irvine because their mascots really fun on Twitter. Close yeah. personal friend of the site, Peter, the ant. -eater. Yeah. Peter, the ant. -eater. <laughs> Peter, come on the pod. Speaking of teams that are boring as hell to watch. Villanova St. Mary's a six eleven matchup. It hurts my heart. And I know it probably hurts your all's heart too. To have to take sides in this mid-major battle, <laughs> but yeah, the mid-on-mid violence here. Yeah, it's that's not right. And I, you know, we discussed yeah. earlier about the committee doing a good job of preventing this, but yeah, they 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 messed up here. Yeah, <laughs> I took Villanova though. Yeah, I took Villanova too. Me too. I, this game could be like 
one of those games that's just really like well played on both sides because both of these teams um, have the capability of just being so good on the offensive end. Um, I have Purdue over Old Dominion. Yeah, same. I I don't think Old Dominion's going to have enough to to score with. Yeah, Purdue. But I they, I they could definitely see uh, Ahmad Caver and BJ Stith giving um, Carson Edwards some trouble. And the the issue with Purdue over um, you know the last month or so is when Carson Edwards is not shooting the ball well, they really struggle, and that's something he's been very prone to do all year, mm-hmm. especially recently so i'm not quite bold enough to pick that the 14 over the three as has been the case with like every other 14 three matchup in the bracket but i wouldn't be you know terribly surprised yeah i wouldn't be either although i just i don't think old dominion's that good but conference (laughs) usa does have they they've been on a trend of pulling upsets in the first round the last couple years though yeah had marshall um over Wichita State last year, and yeah, I'm already blanking on I'm who sorry. the year before that was. Yeah, we'll trust you. I don't remember. I have a bad memory. I'm sorry. It's it's been a long weekend. But we are all sleep deprived right now. It's been championship week. Not me. Days. I've been on spring break, man. I sleep till noon every day. All right, oh, I'm to sleep be young deprived. Again. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I've been working. I, on this blog, twenty four hours a day for the last week. <laughs> These twenty five thousand clicks aren't gonna, yeah, get themselves. How <laughs> many articles have you written in the last three hours, Cam? Yeah, I don't know. Did you ever put up my NIT selectionship thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. You wrote that? Like, I hope. Whatever. <laughs> oh, you know what? I don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you did either. Because <laughs> we were waiting on the auto bits. <laughs> Whatever people found it, yeah, and that, that I posted how the, the sausage gets made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. You like to believe that we're all high functioning adults in this blog no, coming no. on all cylinders. You know um, what? I watched that NIC selection show. Who'd want to watch I that anyway? It's terrible. It has the, it has no energy. It yeah. Did you see their interview with Chris Clemens? Yes. Yeah, ter- yeah. He, yeah. he, he couldn't even hear me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. But but then when when they got that straightened out, like he could not have seemed less interested yeah. to be in the NIT. Hey, uh, Chris, are you gonna keep gunning for that scoring record? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm probably gonna like try to help my team no. win and hopefully score some points in the process. But all right, back to the bracket. It seems like every year there's like one or two games where I really don't want to pick either team to win. And like, I think somehow both teams are going to lose. And this is kind of one of those for me with Cincinnati and Iowa in the seven ten game. <laughs> it's a matchup between the two biggest baby boys on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the diapers will be filled. Dude, you know, Cincinnati is my stupid team that every uh-huh. year I will never learn. And every year I pick Cincinnati to do much better than they should. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, I had them in 2016. Um, making the final four as a sixth seed. And that was the year that like UCLA, Kentucky and UNC were all in their region where Kentucky and UNC had that wild finish. Um, I think last year or maybe 2017, I can't remember which was one year I was like, I'm not doing it. And uh, I think it was last year actually, cause I wasn't punished as much for the Nevada loss. <laughs> that, that team for me growing up was always pit. 
Oh yeah, Pitt's a good one. Yeah, uh, but I did learn eventually, and then they just got bad and never made the tournament again. Um, th- this is also like kind of an area where I am, where I completely contradict myself, because like whenever people tend to shit on a school for not performing well in the tournament. I always say, yeah, well, that those were other teams. This is a different roster. This, you know, that that has nothing. How they did in 2012 has nothing to do with this. Like, well, why why would you factor that into account when these are, you know, completely different players? I will not pick Cincinnati to ever do anything in the tournament. That's right. <laughs> That's I have no problem contradicting myself. I will take Iowa in this game. I'm not thrilled about it. I took Cincinnati. <laughs> Fine. I just I just know not to pick Cincinnati to do things. Whatever. I Tennessee's gonna win that second round game anyway. Exactly. I picked Iowa. I don't particularly care who wins this game. I, I probably I yeah. probably won't watch it. <laughs> I mean I would want Cincinnati for the extra tournament credit, but like that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like either of these teams. <laughs> no. I don't particularly enjoy watching either of them. Uh do either of you think Colgate is going to beat Tennessee? No. No. Okay. Do either of you think Iona is going to beat North Carolina? No. No. Good choices. Utah State, Washington. Utah State. Absolutely Utah State. Good for them getting all the way up to the eight line. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I think Utah State's got some dudes. They were the ones I think it was rumored to have been – like possibly playing Wofford as like a 10 seed. And so I'm glad that they separated them. But man, Washington yeah. looks so anemic in the Pac-12 tournament. Barely survived against yeah. Colorado. It's got murdered yeah. by Oregon. Yeah. I, I think Utah State has the goods. Sam, Sam Merrill is like the perfect type Sam of player to, rules. to cut up a 2-3 zone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I said coming into this that I was going to pick whomever Washington was playing. Didn't matter. So it just happens to work out that it's Utah State. Would I be completely insane for taking Utah State over North Carolina? Oh, my roommate just is, is doing that, I think. <laughs> Not saying I will, just, you know, a, a thought that just came to mind. We've got breaking news coming across the timeline. Oh. DePaul is playing in CBI. <laughs> yes! <laughs> when, when was the last time that they played? Like postseason basketball, um, they had to have made an NIT or something. N- no, they've been. I mean, the last one I remember is when UConn beat them in the NCAA tournament, two thousand four. Oh my god, this bracket is so good. We've we've got Grand Canyon versus West Virginia in the first round. <laughs> wow! Oh. <laughs> Should we do a separate CBI broadcast? <laughs> We've got uh, Cal Baptist is hosting uh, Marymount. By the way, when we get off of this, we need to get a bracket post up. <laughs> Here, I'll drop it in the chat. Right. Um, okay. Brown made the CBI, so nice. They could get twenty wins to Cal. That means they could still get twenty wins. Yeah. Oh. Maybe that's why they're in it. They're hosting UAB. They can win. Hosting who? UAB. Interesting. Yeah. So the Conference USA school going to an Ivy League school? 
it would appear that way unless I'm stupid and don't know how to read a bracket, which is entirely possible. Possible. All right, want to get back to the NCAA bracket here? Yeah. Because we've got another interesting one, Auburn and New Mexico State. Auburn looked damn good. <laughs> and the SEC title Auburn's game. Auburn's a lot of fun. Like, mm. Auburn is very fun. I've got them. I'm riding with Auburn, man. Yeah. This this is one where I like don't mind picking the mid-major team, the good mid-major team to lose, just because you have to love Bruce Pearl. Yeah. I mean, this, this Auburn is like tailor made for like me and me only just because they're going to jack a ton <laughs> of threes. Hell yeah. There was a, a play t- against Tennessee where they had a fast break and they probably could have taken a layup, but the uh, I forget who it was. I think it was Jared Harper, like kind of did like the Steve, Steve Nash, like run under the hoop type thing, kicked it to Bryce Brown in the corner who c- shot a contested three with like 27 seconds on the shot clock. And it was, oh god, that's that's basketball porn to me. <laughs> Anyways, I'm picking Auburn. My bracket yeah. is super chalk, and that's making me kind of upsetting. Yeah, I was thinking about taking New Mexico State, but today we really, really, really got me all in on Auburn. Well, you don't have to take New Mexico State because. Vasa. <laughs> yep. I think I'm I think I'm picking this one. I I pick, oh, I, pick I am too. I am all in on Northeastern winning this game. Kansas is a wildly flawed team. They are. And fear the mid-major who has the white guy who could shoot. You know, <laughs> yeah. with a name you can't quite pronounce. Right. Vasa Puchichich? This is a game that Puchicha I think Puchicha sounds right, but I'm probably I think it's Puchicha. Puchi- yeah, it's Puchicha. They've got shooters up and down the roster, though. My research for this game literally involved me going to Ken Palm, clicking on Kansas, and seeing that like they're the 131st best three-point defense. And nope, they're losing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the way Done. yeah, the way Northeastern shoots it, that's yeah. That's tailor made for like Northeastern hitting like 13 threes and like getting up like 15. Mm-hmm. Like late in the second half and bombing threes as like Kansas is trying, like frantically trying to scramble back into it. Yeah. They'll get Farouk Maneshed. Oh, God. Again. I can't wait to watch that highlight like 25 times this week. <laughs> uh, Iowa State, Ohio State. Iowa State, Ohio State stinks. Yeah, Iowa State looks good as yeah, hell. Iowa State's good. I was, they're one of the teams that I've kind of circled as like a potential dark horse Final Four team. I've got Iowa State in the Sweet 16 at least. They've just been so inconsistent at times. Which you can say for literally every team. <laughs> like the four through like seven seed lines. Hot takes. Sometimes a good basketball team doesn't play very well. <laughs> that is true. Russ, how good is right. Houston? Houston is really good. Houston is legit. That's and what I, I thought. <laughs> yeah. I hate picking AAC teams to win games because that usually doesn't happen in the tournament. But Houston, Houston is really good. They are so, they are very disciplined and well-coached and crisp offensively. Like they do not really have flaws as a team. And I know they lost today. Is Kelvin uh, coaching but, at Houston next year? 
UCLA. Indiana. <laughs> now we're talking. Come home. <laughs> Please come home. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked Houston in that. I think yeah. I'm, I might be on the Houston bandwagon. I just am hoping we at least get like one good quotable moment from Ron Hunter this year. He's he's always good for one. Last year was like the whole thing. It's like yeah. it's like they eat it. They eat it. Reese Chris, we eat it. Wendy's or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Hunter is the content creators coach. <laughs> yes, we love him yes, for that. Yes. Uh, nobody's picking against Wofford, right? Seton Hall's tough. No, Russ, you got Seton the Miles Powell, so I could understand why you might. Be oh, Miles Powell's so good. Miles Powell's so good, but I can't pick against Wofford. That's yeah. I took Wofford. Yeah, and 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 also like I feel like Wofford, Kentucky has to happen. <laughs> it's like I just feel like there's no way to avoid that. I'm game. so cool with it too, because like it's a win-win for me. We beat them. We make a Sweet 16. We lose. Pff, I have no problem rooting for Wofford. I don't care. Wofford in the Sweet 16. That sounds yeah, great. I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't care. Do you guys feel like seven was the right spot for them? I think that's fair. Yeah. I I've, I kind of thought they were going to get up to the six line. Um, they could have. But I'm, yeah, I don't think seven's, I think that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, six. I, I was wanting them to be a six, but like when I look at these six seeds, it would have been hard for me to justify like knocking any of them off for Wofford. Maybe Maryland is the shakiest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But seven. Yeah. I mean, looking at looking at their resume now, obviously, you know, a ton of wins and all their losses are good. Uh, but if you look at it, they don't. They probably don't have the signature win that you would really need to get much higher than they are right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, the three wins against Greensboro are great, and that shows that they're a really good team. Uh, But Greensboro didn't make the field, so it's not very sexy. Yeah. Like, if they had won one of those games against North Carolina, Oklahoma, Kansas, or Mississippi State, completely different story. And I know that's a tall order. And they did, to their credit, go out and win at South Carolina. But I, th- I think a seven is fair. Yeah, I have no pl- problems with it. I think they'll, I think they'll beat Seton Hall. I, I need them to beat Seton Hall. It would suck so much if they lose in that first round game to Seton Hall. Because then Kentucky would have to play Seton Hall again. I don't want to do that. That's boring. Oh yeah, Seton Hall already beat them, right? Yeah, yeah. That was back when we were bad, and now we could. Uh, yeah. be bad. Who knows? No, we're, <laughs> we're good. We're good. Noted bad team, Kentucky. <laughs> That's what you know. That was one thing I was thinking, and I said to my roommate, knowing what I know now that Kentucky's this good, I wonder if if I would have been fine with like Kentucky losing to UNC Greensboro. Like UNC Greensboro would have probably bumped up into uh, into an at large bid if they had had that win against Kentucky. I don't know. It was just like a weird little thought experiment I was doing. So I, I think what we'll do is take one more quick break and then come back and like each share our elite eights and final fours. How's that? That sounds good. All right. Be back in a second. Back here on the mid major madness podcast. We just went through every first round matchup in the 2019 NCAA tournament. We are now going to each share our elite eight and final fours and national champions, and we'll see how we differ here. Now, I am still filling mine out. Cam, I know you're done with yours, so why don't you start? 
Okay, so mine um, at the moment, starting with the East region, my Elite Eight, I've got Duke and LSU. Um, That LSU pick, I'm still struggling with. That could change. And I mean, that could change anywhere from LSU losing to Belmont to LSU beating Duke. I, I, I'm going to struggle with that until the first day of the picks, just because I think there's, I don't know how much that coaching change impacts LSU's ability to still make a Final Four. I was ready to take them, like I said earlier, to a Final Four just a few weeks ago. I should still theoretically think that now. Um, so I've got Duke and LSU. Uh, going down to the West region, I've got Gonzaga versus Texas Tech. Um, of course, really nervous that Florida State could upset Gonzaga for the second straight year. Um, yeah. But I still took Gonzaga to beat Texas Tech. Uh, South region, I've got I've got Virginia beating Cincinnati. Uh, in the nope. <laughs> because Hard I had pass. I had Cincinnati beating Tennessee and then Purdue. Uh, Man, Tennessee. Why do you do this to yourself? Listen, I I thought Tennessee looked so bad today against Auburn, and uh, I yeah, but they've looked so good so many other times. I you know I don't care. I hate Tennessee. What am I, I like? This is just using Fine my this is using my broken brain to justify what I want to happen. And I think Cincinnati's defense is pretty good. They really took it to a good Houston team. Um, they looked pretty solid throughout the late part of the stretch in AAC play, I at least thought. So I don't care to take them. I really don't. Like if they if they win, you know, it helps me out point wise. If they lose, whatever. I don't feel at least bad for picking Tennessee because, like I said, I don't like them. Um, and then in the Midwest, I've got Auburn, Kentucky, uh, which I have Auburn beating North Carolina. My prediction is Jared Harper. It's like six threes in that game and yeah I, I i was really kind of upset actually about how auburn beat tennessee so badly today though because coming into this i was kind of hoping to just have them to myself and <laughs> a nice little pick to win some games and now they're going to be on a lot of people's radars uh, so that's a little disappointing but my final four is actually chalk from there it's just duke gonzaga virginia kentucky yeah. And then I've got Gonzaga beating. Boring. Yeah, it's it's so boring, but I can't I don't know. I don't know if any of these other teams can like get past them. I'm sure they can. They eat but they probably will. But um and then I'm just gonna take Gonzaga beating Kentucky in the final. Which would give Kentucky its first final four since I've been a student here, and it, it would be a nice way to end my senior year. Fair enough. Chris, do you have yours? Yeah, I literally just finished doing it and I I cannot wait to change probably every single one of these picks by the time I actually sit down and really put some thought into it. Yep. All right. So in uh, in the East, my elite eight is Virginia Tech and Michigan State. Ooh. I've got Michigan State coming out of that. I'm I'm high on the Hokies. Mm, I love right. that. I love your break, especially buddy. with Rob with Robinson back. And I. I've been banging the drum on Michigan State all year. Like Cassius Winston has been my favorite player in, co- in college basketball all season long. I've got so much built up in regards to just being right on line that I need Michigan State to, <laughs> to make a deep run. <laughs> um, in the West, uh, my elite is, is chalk. It's got Gonzaga, Michigan. I've got Gonzaga coming out 
that one. Um, I do have Buffalo in the Sweet 16 advancing past Texas Tech. Um, in the South, another relatively chalk region. I've got Virginia, Tennessee in the Elite Eight, and I've got Tennessee coming out of that one. I've, Tennessee's a team that I've liked a lot this year. Yep. Big Admiral Schofield guy here. Um, in the Midwest, I'm kind of following in Cam's footsteps. I've got Auburn in the Elite Eight, but I have Houston mm. advancing to the Final Four. Um, so my Final Four is Michigan State, Gonzaga, Tennessee, and Houston. My title game is Michigan State and Tennessee, and I've got Michigan State cutting down the nets. 20 years. Or 19 right. years yeah. after their last. <laughs> my, my mantra of picking against the Big Ten is backfiring. Every, because... every 20 years, a Big Ten team has to win the national championship. <laughs> Which means Michigan, Michigan State is like – I've picked them so many times like over the course of like the last decade to win mm-hmm. it all. <laughs> And they've just screwed me every time. And I I can't wait to have this happen again and have to console my <laughs> my poor mother and yet another March flame. Oh, absolutely, dude. Michigan State's that same way kind of for me too. I think for a lot of people recently, that's that stupid Well, I think last year's was the yeah, worst. Yeah, there was that stupid, you know, March no, Izzo in March. When they lost Yeah. I mean, I picked them to win the national championship the year they lost to Middle Tennessee. Yeah, same, same But, like, last year it was, like, just the Syracuse thing and yeah. the way they went out of with not <laughs> struggling with, like, Jaron Jackson and Miles Bridges. But, yeah, go Sparty. Cassius Winston, he's it, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, for me, I have Duke over Michigan State in the East. Sorry. Um, Cop. Yeah, sorry. I do have Virginia Tech and Belmont as the two other Sweet 16 teams there, if that's of note. Um, West, I have Gonzaga coming out of there. And I believe that this is when we are going to see the good Nevada. I have them beating Nevada. Oh, wow. Mm. That would be so good for us personally. Yes, it would be. Uh, The matchup we've been begging to see all year. Yes. Yes. um, Nevada, I mean, they're they're a team that they started with like a really good case to be in the top five nationally. Um, like we know that they have the talent. I mean, wh- why not go with it? Why not go with them? There's like, always seems like there's a one or a two seed that doesn't get to the sweet 16. What the hell make it Michigan through no fault of their own. They just get an absurdly talented Nevada team in the second round. Um, and then we could get Nevada Buffalo too. That'd be fun. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, the teams that we've like the top three teams from our our poll for most of the year all get put into the same. Yes. Same region. That'll certainly test our metal, at least. Yeah, it's very funny NCAA selection committee. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> at least they're reading us. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, Very boring for me out of the South. I have Tennessee over Virginia. Um, although I will say. I originally had Villanova beating Tennessee. Only reason I changed that is because I did not want to pick Virginia to go to the final four. So because of that, I'm taking Tennessee to beat Villanova and then Tennessee to beat Virginia. Always on brand. Yeah. And then surprisingly, I think in the Midwest, we all kind of had the same. We, we, did we all have Nevada come? I mean, Auburn coming out of there. 
I no. had, oh. Chris, you, I had, you had Houston. Okay. Yeah. I have Auburn over Houston in the Elite Eight. Hmm. See, I, I'm i going to struggle a lot with that reason because there have been like at times over the last couple of weeks where I thought North Carolina was the best team in the country. Yeah. Yeah. I still kind of think it. I just yeah. really want to take Utah State to beat them. Yeah, yeah and I've got Houston mm-hmm. losing Iowa State. I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe I'm wrong, but Houston's really good. Yeah. Whatever. And then I will trust. I have. I will trust the American Athletic Conference expert, Russ Steinberg. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I thank think I, I watched one full, not even a full, maybe like a full half of Houston basketball when they played UCF. Well, you know, Russ is the expert on AAC basketball, considering. He's had to watch at least like 18 AAC games. This <laughs> I've watched. I've been known to watch some AAC basketball. <laughs> love my East Carolina Pirates. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love them. They, they actually weren't typical. They're typical. Awful <laughs> God, don't this do this, they, had, listen, they had two lane to at least cover it up. Yeah. No, I mean, East Carolina was better than East Carolina normally is. Yeah. Uh, hey, two lane hey. was God awful. Good for Temple getting in um, yeah. during Fran Dunphy's swan song. This is the um, only way Tulane and East Carolina are ever going to get mentioned on a podcast <laughs> about the NCAA tournament. <laughs> and, or, no, on any podcast ever, actually. Like, let's about let's remember any. some Division One teams. Yeah. <laughs> um, Who's your champion? I don't, I don't oh, uh, Gonzaga is my champion. Gonzaga over Tennessee. I'm getting to the point where too many people are picking Gonzaga for my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like them better. When they're getting too popular. See, but I, I said I was going to pick Gonzaga weeks ago, and I'm just sticking with it. Mine could literally change on a dime, and the only two teams that really feel uncomfortable, like, I think I could just magically take North Carolina to win it all in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, but Gonzaga for me. Hot take, one seed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And with Gonzaga... My thing is, I think a lot of people are going to be like, or at least a lot of casual, you know, dumb fans are going to be like put off by that St. Mary's thing. And, uh, and, yeah. And general, their general lack of knowledge about how good Gonzaga like has been over like the course of the last few years. Yeah. I had someone arguing with me the other day in real life. Um, and they, they were talking about, you know, what if, what if a team plays, Gonzaga like St. Mary's does. What what happens then? I was like, oh, nobody, nobody. They probably like, hope Gonzaga misses yeah. like sixty percent of their shots again. Gonzaga's not yeah, going to play like, a game like that the rest of the year. It's like also Duke isn't like going to alter its style like that. Is what I was trying to tell this guy. He's like, but what if they play like that? I was like, they won't. <laughs> totally, it really kicks ass that Duke was just completely absolved of everything that happened without Zion. Like, yeah, oh, completely. Still get the number one overall seed. Like that's. That's kind of bullshit. I'm not mad that they got the one seed, and I'm I'm not even really mad they got the number one overall seed because it doesn't matter. But it's Duke, like yeah, they suck. I hate them. So w- one quick note on East Carolina here. Uh, okay. My <laughs> just my I think my uh, memory is a little shorter than I would like it to be because yes, they did improve by about forty spots in Ken Palm this year. Um, but they're still worse than they were through the last two years of Jeff Lebo's tenure there in 2016 and 2017. So, but Joe Dooley 
made the team better this year, but uh, still, still a long way to go there in what they call G Vegas. My take is five five years they'll get a tournament bid. You're wrong. <laughs> no, I listen. I I didn't say which tournament. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. No, they they could NCAA they tournament. could play in the CBI. I could see that. NCAA tournament. Uh, what sport? <laughs> Track and field. Riflery, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, what a miserable conference. <laughs> Are there any other, like, fun picks you guys had? Because um, I know we just said that, but, like, I could very well be tempted to take Belmont to the Sweet 16. I took um, Belmont UC to the Irvine Sweet 16. Same. Um, what about UC Irvine? Did you guys take the – I mean, I could see them beating Oregon, maybe. I took Oregon, but – that is one that I'm actually going to have to sit down and think about and like look at things. Look, this is all being picked like off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'll, I will probably change some of these picks. That could be one of them. Yeah. My first run through is always yeah. super chalk. But yeah, I, I currently switched while we were talking and put LSU in the final four. Nope. Um, but then I could also just put Yale oh, yeah. in the final four. Over LSU. Oh, shit. Why not? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, have fun with this. Like, it, you're not going to get everything right anyway. Your bracket's going to be shot by Thursday. Put Yale in the final four. It'll be fun. Yeah. And, like, everybody yeah. that's listening to this, like, we know you don't give a shit about our brackets. <laughs> We're still going to do yeah, it anyway. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, everyone who's listening to this is a mid major fan, and they're all, like, nuts so about their teams yeah. anyway. So they're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Pick Belmont to go to the final four, pick them to play Wofford. It'll be fun. It'd be a shame if you yeah. didn't pick all three of Gonzaga, Buffalo, and Nevada to make the Sweet 16. Like, pick yeah. pick that Wofford no, you, you over Kentucky upset. Yeah. Like, do it. Who gives a <laughs> shit? Like, you're not going to win your bracket pool anyway. No, your bracket sucks. Make it fun at least. Sharon from a county is going to pick Duke and and win all yeah. your money and, and win and win, and you're yeah. you're going to be pissed. You, the basketball yeah. knower. I used to pride myself on like my first round picks because like, I would usually do really well on that, and I was terrible after Girls that. Girls love it when you Dude, go twenty nine for thirty two in the first round and get precisely oh, yeah. one elite eight team correct. Yeah, that's that's that me. sounds Absolutely. right. Yeah, I've I've been known to do this on occasion. You guys have anything else fun in here? I I am going with Utah State over North Carolina for now until probably until I think about it for five minutes and then I'll change my mind. All right. Well, I guess we're going to dive into our NIT bracket picks right here. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, here we go. St. <laughs> Francis PA is winning the first round game, and that concludes my thoughts on the NIT. <laughs> <laughs> go Red Flashes, baby. Oh, man. I Wait, let me actually pull up the NIT bracket. <laughs> because I, I remember like writing this post, I had some takes, and I can't remember what they are. Chris Clemens against Greensboro should be fun. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, I mean, Campbell's going to get murdered. Mike Dom's going to drop 40 on Shaka Shark. Shark. (laughs) My thing is, with UNC Greensboro, like, it sucks that they're not in the tournament, but they could probably win the NIT. Like, that's going to be cool for them. Except, Uh what if I have Lipscomb beating them in the second round and then going all the way to Madison Square Garden? What if that happens? That'd be That'd be pretty wild. I always love. I, I love getting to see one of these like mid-major teams get to go to MSG. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, Furman, right? Actually, no. Wichita State. Which is Furman? Yeah, Wichita. Wichita State's playing really well. They're probably going to beat the Furman. 
Yeah. Oh, definitely. Which is too bad because Furman's good and they're fun. Um, There's a lot of good and fun teams in the NIT. We got a good, I might, good crop this year. Speaking of mid-majors who could go to MSG, Dayton might be kind of an under-the-radar pick on the upper right side. Obi Toppin. Little Obi Toppin, yeah. Great name. Lots of dunks. Yeah, pick, pick them for the name. Also, Mike Dom is going to light up Smokashart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> South Dakota State's winning that game, and Smokashart's getting fired. Neither Sweet. of, the, neither of those things coach is going to happen. Yes, Kelvin. Move up in the world. I can't wait. This is March. This is this is indeed March. All right, CBI picks. Who we got? IEPUI. <laughs> I don't even know who's on it. Hey, I'll, I'll say this. Watch out for South Florida. Brian, Ooh, another Brian Gregory. Gregory. Yeah. yeah, they're playing Stony Brook, a team that has an interim head coach right now. Yeah, that's a good hire for Ohio. Yeah, it's really good. They should Jeff have done Bowles. that the first time around when yeah. they had the opening. Of course, we all know DePaul's going to win this. What about what Says about um, what about this? What about Jeff Foles? And he's just like a, a tiny horse. Like a <laughs> Jeff Coles, and he's an inefficient source of energy. <laughs> Jeff Bowles, and he's just—it's uh, a verb. That, then he's just bird. the coach of. Oh, I don't know. How about Jeff Bowles? <laughs> See, mine was Jeff Bowles, B-O-W-L-S. How about Jeff Goals, and he's just the Instagram caption on the teenage <laughs> girls post? <laughs> Coming soon to a website near you, 47 riffs on Jeff Bowles' yeah. names that you didn't think you'd Ooh. What about Jeff? What about Jeff Dulls? And that's a slant rhyme. And he's just somebody who uh, who really just brings the mood down every time he enters the room. What if it's Jeff Coles with a K, and he's just like where middle aged moms like to shop and get cheap shit for their kids? Nice. <laughs> Smashing that thirty percent off Coles cash oh, yeah. button, baby. God, now I'm gonna be like sitting here the rest of the night trying to think of Jeff, like Jeff Bowles, Jeff Knowles, and he's picking Florida State to go all the way. <laughs> Jeff Knowles, and he's re- related to Beyonce. <laughs> oh, if anybody's still listening to this at this point, this is why you stick with us until we get to the good shit. Jeff, yeah. Jeff Knowles. <laughs> Jeff Moles, and he's just got a bunch of like birthmarks all over him. Jeff Moles, and he needs to see a damn dermatologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You want to wrap Jeff Tolls? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very, I'm, I'm very tired, and I want to go to bed. <laughs> also, my Jeff, Jeff Tolls, and he costs a lot to drive on him. <laughs> Jeff right. Swole, bodybuilder. <laughs> Jeff, oh. Jeff Holes. <laughs> and that's what we've gone down. <laughs> Jesus, Cam. There's your cold open, by the way, Tristan, if you end up editing it. Folks.
All right, folks, thank you for listening to the Mid-Major Madness podcast. We're going to stop this right now before this gets too out of hand. For Chris Schutte and Cam Newton, I'm Russ Steinberg. Enjoy the start of the tournament. We will talk to you next from Dayton.